silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Well, it's good to see that it's post Christmas now. Yeah. R- recorded, no. <laughs> record, record, recorded pre Christmas, but for the listeners, it's post after Christmas. After Christmas, oh, should, we should be wishing everyone a hug and eye. Santa has emptied his sacks. He is, and yeah. uh, everyone's hopefully got what they deserved. Yeah, and you're you're back in the old country for Hogman Eye. Well, enjoying the. I don't, I don't know. At this point, knowing my luck with airlines, I might, might, still, I might be. still be in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you might be there, but your bags might so, be in. Uh, my bags are somewhere else. But yeah. it's been another year. This is coming up yeah. for the third year of Ag Watchers. No. Uh, well, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, yes. we're, we're happy yeah, for yeah. the third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done already more. Twenty twenty. So two hundred odd episodes, mm-hmm. and so forth. We do a review of what we think, or not. Uh, we'll have a forward-thinking podcast on what we think about the markets in the start of January. The, yeah. So we've got plenty of time to think about it. Over this Christmas is just break. for this is just for people that are bored shitless in that. Period of time between Christmas and New Year, and like how much how much food can you eat? Like you're gonna, wow. Like, we all we all say we want to see our family and stuff, but let's be honest, two mm. or three days of that and that's enough. Might as well just come and, and listen. Um, to, come and listen to your real family, Matt and yeah. Andrew. <laughs> and, we're we're and the ones I, that will always be around for you. Step away, step away from the Boxing Day test because it's not. I mean, it's not really a sport. sport. Cricket is it's it's a it's a pastime. Anything that stops at morning tea and afternoon tea and jam and scones and a biscuit and cheese or something, whatever they do, that's not really a sport, is it? Nah, it's just a that's just a game. Yeah. So Christmas is over. We're in the break, the lull between the year. So we thought mm-hmm. we'd have a rambling podcast of us talking about the last year. Um, we've had about. Four minutes of preparation for it. <laughs> Two minutes of that was going through the toilet. Yep. And um, so, and one minute of that was getting a glass of orange juice. So, what do you think would be the big thing of this year? In in, in market two, in like well, let's just break well, it down. What's I the mean, big What's been a big market thing that you think personally you've been most excited by this year? Uh, I don't know if excited is the right descriptor of it. I guess. Um, look, oh, it, most it, interesting, not worthy. It, it was good. It was. I know it's been painful for producers in the livestock space, at least with the drop in pricing. But in saying that, you know, in the lead up to this year, remember Andrew, we did a few presentations the year prior when when the markets were at a higher level, and yeah. it was all this maybe too much exuberance that it's never going to end. And a few times we heard the phrase, um, you know, this is the new normal, and we had it. We did a. a a presentation with um, VFF, United Dairy, Victoria, whatever, yeah. and spoke about spoke about cycles and market cycles, and you know, to prepare for a bit of a downturn because we know that these things cycle. So, you know, the downturn coming while it was painful, um, it probably was, you know, a necessity in the sense that because for a while there, you know, in our red meat markets, export focused red meat markets, we were very uncompetitive. Um, it was good for the farmer, but I don't think we could have sustained those prices long term. The high, the high prices we saw. Um, so, I mean, the big thing for me was was just that correction. It was probably too much of a correction, and it and it and it showed up a little bit of the um, the supply chain issues that we haven't dealt with yet properly. I don't think. 
Um, but it's good now to see as we head towards the end of this year that even though you know it overcorrected, we are now getting some confidence back into the market. So that's a good sign to show that you know we are we, it is a robust enough space and and producers are able to handle these swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I thought was the most interesting markets-based thing. But I think it's probably, like for me, the most interesting thing I've been looking at and thinking about is just more and more about our connection with energy. Mm, yeah. And like the reliance we've got on energy, if like obviously for moving goods, but also mm. just like that link between natural gas and fertilizer, yeah, yeah. Crude, crude oil and grains, and then just like about the global economy. But so, so you're think, talking the interconnectedness of all the these things. Right? And I've yeah. always loved that sort of interconnectedness of markets, mm. but it's sort of been highlighted a lot more this year. Mm. And so I think that's been the sort of the interesting one. But I think also just that sort of a little bit of a slowdown that we seem to be feeling. Like, I know it's anecdotal, but I seem I feel that people are spending less. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's obviously, a, obviously well, that's... we're not because we're on big bucks. But like... The plebeians yeah. out there are spending less. If it wasn't, uh, we just say that, but if it wasn't for our very kind sponsors like, um, you know, the Merino Polo, we'd be naked because we can't afford clothes. So yeah. we, we need the, we need, we need the Merino Polo uh, to, to clothe us, to keep us warm. And obviously just recently we've had Pacton Park with a fantastic, uh, you know. Care package. Care package because, I mean, we would have eaten nothing over Christmas if it wasn't yeah. for them. Would have been yeah. just, we just eating sawdust again down, <laughs> down the, the Salvo sip kitchen. You would, you would, so you're back home, so you'd be running around trying to catch snowflakes on your tongue, exactly. you know, in, in the, down the streets of Dumfries, you know. Sounds like a sounds like a Pogue song. But I think like snowflakes on my tongue. I think that's been the interesting thing. What, what, what do you think has been the most interesting thing, story in Australian agriculture? In, in the year gone, it, the most... like, it doesn't need to be markets. It could just be anything. What did you What did you find really sort of interesting just to keep an eye on? Shit, it's a it's difficult when you think back through that. You're trying to go through the whole year and see what stood out. For um, me to go, yeah, you go first. So, so I, I, I've, I look. I never really took much of an interest in it before, but I found like the transition of the NFF to be interesting. You mean the most recent, just the changeover? Just the changeover. Like it seems to be obviously like from Fiona to to DJ and uh, John. Like it's quite a, a like very different personalities, very different ways of doing things. I found that to be mm. quite interesting. I found the process to be quite interesting, mm. and you know I found it felt that was just quite an interesting change. And I'm quite keen to watch how that unfolds over the next, you know, well DJ's two years so three months through his sort of 18 months left he's got then. Mm. Uh, just interesting to see how that unfolds and how, I guess the other thing, that in sort of combines in with Murray Watt. You know, Murray Watt, 18 months in, you know, he it, it was interesting to see that he wasn't that unpopular at the start. Mm. And he's sort of, you know, in recent months, I guess he's sort of, his popularity in the ag sector with some people. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that true though? I mean, I know it's a you know you've got a bit of a hoopus or a, a, when you first get in as a as an elected government, um, but as as you go further down the pathway, that's where you know you can sometimes get frustrations building in certain sectors. And if if you seem to be making you know different uh, you know different decisions to what the sector wants or not really taking into account yeah. what the sector wants, then then that's where it starts to cause you know hassles. 
So what, what do you think the big interesting Yeah, I was just actually saying, I actually thought that, that, you know, when we saw that breaking stuff with that footage in the abattoirs for the pork thing with the gassing stuff, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of thought, you know, because given what's happened in the live sheep space and live sheep's still a big one this year, um, you know, the live cattle sector is still waiting for payment. So these are these things that can drag on, drag on. I, I thought when that broke, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Here's another big thing. But I was interested to it see how it didn't. It went It went nowhere, um, you know, and in fact, now just recently, uh, a few weeks back, you know, um, they're going down the pathway of, of some of those people being charged for, you know, trespass and doing all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought Margot Andre at APL handled it fabulously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the ongoing um, nature and how those those activists targeted people, for, staff from APL and Margot herself, I thought it really showed up the dirtbag people that they are, right? Those, And I'm not talking about, you know, not having a crack at people that care about animals generally, but it's those extremist activists i'd call them mm. uh, that are that are doing this really you know stupid behaviors um you know i think it really demonstrated um to outside to people outside of agriculture that these people are you know are um are real problematic types that have got a, an agenda that isn't um what we should be focused on what about the most like i'm trying to think of how you word this yeah what has been the most juicy thing in agriculture i know i've got my answer most juicy thing. Like the most juicy thing that you've just been like, oh, I'm just watching this. I've got a big bowl of popcorn and I'm just watching this unfold. Because we were connected to it to an extent. Most juicy thing. Uh, I think it, maybe this is just because we're based, or at least I'm based in Victoria, but yeah. I think that the, 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 yeah, the, 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 yeah, I mean, obviously, because, you know, you're in, like, I listen to a few country hours from around the country anyway, right, uh, just because we're focused on the national stuff. But, you know, the, the go-to for me, because I'm Victorian, you know, it's it's my lunchtime then, so I'll take the dogs for a walk and listen to Warwick Long or whoever whoever's filling in for Warwick at the time. Um, and that was that was always coming back to the, you know, shenanigans of what was happening at VFF. So, yeah, that would probably be how that – and it's still not – we haven't still got an answer yet, right, of how that's going to play out. So that's still a watch this space. So that's – Yeah, that, well, that was... it's currently in court at the moment mm. and results coming out – well, by the time this is released, the results will be out. Mm. Uh, I think the day after this was recorded, to be honest. Uh, mm. But but I think it was just interesting to just to watch, and I'm not sure how good it is for the industry to see that kind of infighting. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how good it will be for – membership numbers in the future but maybe they should maybe once once it's all finished and done maybe they should do like a, a like a, a production Char- Char- boxing? well no 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 like <laughs> a um well the charity boxing is another thing but i was just thinking you know like an underbelly version of yeah. what went on you know so who, who would you put who would you put in as emma germano which star which australian star would you cast as emma germano in who's, the lead role who's the i'm just trying to i know what's it called the girl who plays the daughter in The Sopranos. Yeah, but she, isn't she American? Yeah, but You're not you know, gonna a- actors, to... actors can do accents, you know? Yeah, can. Yeah. Good eye. Look at me, look at me. Good eye, mate. <laughs> is, that a, is that how you've been speaking around the streets of Dumfries so people don't recognise you? Yeah, I've got to um, be exotic while I'm back there, back here. I, I, was, I was thinking of someone like Pia Miranda who played that Searching for Ellie Brandy. I think she's got an, a Italian heritage and... 
you know, she's she could she could have played Emma Germano. Someone anyway, like so I reckon that was the, the that was the juicy thing in agriculture this year that's been talked mm. about pretty much all year round. And we obviously we emceed the annual conference. Yeah, that well, that was that that was a lot of fun actually. That was the the first major emceeing event that we did with, and it was the whole day and night and the and the nighttime entertainment along with a handful of football players, AFL football and we, players. And we chose the right time to emcee an event when everything was going down as well. So, <laughs> although we nearly yeah. didn't, did we? That was probably the mm. second juiciest story that we're not allowed to talk about. Well, no, we can't talk about. Well, technically, no. we can't talk about it if we wanted to, but we're just too polite to do it. But that's a, true. A, a that's certain true. sponsor didn't want us there. Well, asked for us to be removed, but we shall not talk about that <laughs> in any more detail yeah. than that. Okay, no, that's true. Otherwise, we'll get another cease and desist. Correct, but no, yeah. like what has been the so that's the juiciest story, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What's disappointed you? I knew. I was hoping you were going to ask disappointed, and I think apart from we, apart from your own behavior, yeah. Um, when you when what, what's been the most disappointing uh, thing that you've done uh, this year? <laughs> what's been the most? I know, dis- I know where this is going. I know. I know what you're going to say. What's most disappointing was my behavior in relation to a conference I should have went to, but I well I slept in, but it might have also been alcohol induced sleeping in, um, and missed and missed the conference. Sorry. Yeah, but that's it was, not. It was a seven. It was a seven a.m. breakfast, so I'm going to give you. It was a, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I came home after a bit of alcohol and didn't set the alarm, so it wasn't necessary alcohol in the sense that I was, you know, I wasn't. I didn't have a dodgy tea and have to, you know, no, be just, just ill. It, it just it you, was. It you, was actually you forgot to set an alarm. That's forgot fine. to set the alarm and 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 slept through. Um, and it, like you, sometimes like you and I, sometimes when we travel, we don't always sleep the best the first night in a hotel. You know, we, we're home bodies, aren't we? Yeah, we like no, to be well, around, have our have our little teddy bears to cuddle in our in our beds and that kind of stuff. No, well, usually like when we travel, it just takes me a bit of time to get used to lying in bed with you. And that's usually that's why I usually can't get to sleep the first night. I'm, I'm just too worried. I'm just where where's that hand going? Yeah, um, top to toe. Um, so so, but that wasn't my. I, I was disappointed in my behaviour. I would have liked to have gone to that, but I, I, yeah, you can't help those um, oversights. But I think the most disappointing one for me, and it, I don't want to navel gaze further, but it is. It was. I think the the labelling of us as being dodgy, oh, yeah. <laughs> dodgy by um by Senator Faruqi, the Green Senator. That under Senate's estimates, like if you're going to call us dodgy, you know, don't do it where you're hiding behind that privilege of not being able to be. I guess this this is the thing that I sort of find frustrating about it, yeah? Mm. For anyone that's that hasn't listened and doesn't understand what we're talking about, we wrote an an article report for the government Mm -hmm. on on LiveX, but we can't talk about the report because it's a cabinet document. Yep. But we, I guess they were annoyed because in the past that we've shown su- some support for mm-hmm. live export, but I don't think we've necessarily shown support for live export. We've shown support for the data correct, and the modeling that shows the value of it. Correct. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't really care either way about it. But what I care about is the numbers and the data and what well, that and says. Also, and also, and also. And objectivity. And that's where, where they sort well, of said. And, go- and government, government's not getting involved in markets that are perfectly legal and functioning perfectly normally without any. Correct. You know, and it's government yeah. intervention in those times. Bad. But I think yeah. what, what they were frustrated with was the fact that we got paid to do it. And they kind of 
made comment about our independence. But why would highlight that anyone who knows us knows how strictly mm. and whilst we whilst we're jovial, we joke around, we take our independence extremely seriously. If we write well, something, if we write something, it's objective and it's backed up. And we can write something, but it is independent. Yes, we might have personal views on things, but when we write a report or an article on the website, it is not based on anything but the data. Correct. And and Correct. that's and that's what and that's what she doesn't understand. Well, the other thing that I found most curious though, because if you go back, that wasn't the first time we were mentioned in Senate's estimates as episode three, right? So earlier hmm. in the year, earlier in the year, other analysis was undertaken in the fertilizer industry in terms of, and then it was an article I wrote for the Guardian. The, the Guardian that then got picked up by Green Senator Wish Wilson, um, querying around why is there this lack of transparency in the fertilizer sector, which I think is still a valid query, right? Why that is the case, and and even more so this year when you've done some great work on. Looking at the flow, the flows of the flows of um, urea coming into the country, and there's meant to have been this apparent shortage. It doesn't show up with the numbers coming through every month. Um, so that that again highlights this this lack of transparency in that space, whether it's price transparency or what's being told to, you know, farmer participants. You know, you better get in quick and get urea now before it all runs out because there's such a shortage. Um, which the data shows it not to be, but it was curious. It was curious that you know one one green senator, when it suited his narrative, is happy to you know talk about all the work we do and the independent way we do it, and and how we are champions for transparency. But then another green senator thinks we're dodgy. So I, I just don't know, you know, which one. You can, well, can, you, always, can you be I've, both? Can you? Be well, two I've things? always said that if two, if two people say completely opposing things about you, you're doing the right thing. Then you're probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So so next one, yeah. Mm. We, I don't know how many podcasts we produced in the last year. Uh, probably 50, 60 mm. podcasts. Mm. What was your favorite podcast that we recorded? Um, I was I was struggling with this one, actually. Uh, I, uh, Bob Catter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no, because. No, I was, was going to uh, say, what, what, let, yeah, okay. Well, because he's an icon. Right, and actually, in the lead up, because we don't do we don't do a heap of prep for our podcast, as people probably know that listen to it. But with Bob Catter, like you know, because he because he's such a well known character, um, I just did a quick little bit of reading in advance, just so I knew what I was talking about a bit. And I actually I was quite surprised that how long he's been in politics, both in the state and then the federal. I mean, he's obviously the longest serving federal member, but I didn't I had no idea that he was a long serving Queensland state representative prior to that um so to have been around for as long as he is and to be such a such a unique um character i, I, I really enjoy that because he's a funny guy as well but he also is happy to you know tell you what he thinks so i quite liked i quite enjoyed i'm going to, I'm going to combine two podcasts together mm. but i quite like the one with david Littleproud and the one with murray watt if, oh yeah they were both if, good too if yeah. you combine the two of them i thought they were both pretty Mm. Um, open. Um, so our best the, podcast between the three of us were were bloody politicians. But I actually think the podcast I enjoyed the most mm. was Brad Hogg. Oh right, okay. And and actually, really surprisingly, a like guy. You know, you sometimes well, given, given what we said about cricket at the start of this podcast. Well, I sort of right? it wasn't about cricket though. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I thought it was an entertaining podcast. I thought it was insightful into sort of, not him, but just that sort of greater sort of issue around mental health. I just thought it was a really enjoyable podcast. Um, mm. Could I add one more then? The one that I enjoyed a lot was actually the one with Fiona Conroy around, because we saw Fiona. Nah, at- I don't think you can add that, because I don't think that was this year. I think it was, was last it? year. Was it? No, because we saw it. No, it year. was this year. It was this year. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so we saw her at Abares, and then and then we had her on the podcast. I think the week or so later. So that'd be my, if it was a non-politician based podcast. They, they'd be my two best: Fiona Conroy and um, Bob Catter. I think we should probably actually have a separate comment for some mm. of our regular guests. Mm. So we had a couple of people that are on more than once. Yeah, which is rare. Well, that's, that's, so, yeah, I mean, like like um like Chris Chris, Chris Hoiberg, no Chris Hoiberg's the different Chris Hoiberg yeah, is not but Chris Hoiberg's been doctor, on a couple of times. Doctor yeah, Doctor Chris Hoiberg, Hoiberg. he's been on a couple Hoiberg. of times. So we've got to say thank yeah. you, and he is the father the father of the Hoiberg, Hoiberg tangent. tangent. But we yeah. can always we can always rely on Ryan Stroke Chris, yeah. who will always yeah. come on last minute and yes talk nonsense. Uh, yes, Chris Lawson, we've got to give yeah hand out yeah because we, yeah. we, no. we have, we have yeah. the time zone difference between him and New York, but always yes always keen to come on. But and one, also, and also to play the straight back to our stupidity. Yeah, and and Trevor, yeah. Trevor as well. Whitting, he, was on, he was on twice. Yeah, Trevor's good. Trevor's good. He's a very, very, very clever man and, and well spoken. Um, and yeah, doesn't mind a drink occasionally, like you and I, Andrew. In um, you know, in in the right measure. So, yeah, I reckon that was the sort of. Oh, Clint Yastabur, he was good as well. On the Murray Darling Basin. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. the most informative one, I think. I didn't know anything about that. We probably should thank while we're at it, we should thank Gabby Chan for doing that that hosting the two hundredth episode for us recently <clears> and <throat> in, indulging us and putting us under the spotlight a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon that's well. Resolutions. Well, you oh, mean my my personal resolutions or yeah, I I, I I was talking to somebody last night about resolutions. Mm-hmm. What's what's your what's your resolution for work? For next year, I haven't even thought about that resolution for work. I don't usually have a work resolution. No, neither, neither do I. But it's, I thought we'd yeah. make uh, up my... work resolution. Far out. Uh, maybe, um, maybe see see how we can use ChatGPT even more in in, in our workplace. Of, I'm sort of looking about seeing where I want to actually. Learn a bit more Python programming. Oh yeah, well that chat should be picking up with that. Exactly. But also yeah. just a bit more sort of. I want to go a bit further into sort of some not niche commodities. But new, new new data new databases. New data sets yeah. for like I want to increase. Like we've probably fertilizer. We're pretty strong. Mm. Like we've just don't added, give away don't give away to me trade secrets. No, but, competitors. but but we have we've just continued expanding and expanding and expanding yeah, what we're yeah, doing yeah, fertilizer. Yeah. So we just look at something new, then we find out new blah blah blah. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't mind like a bit more on chemicals. Uh, just just expanding what we we sort of. What about what about what about opening up to some kind of because you know, remember in the past in different in, in incarnations we've had the odd um, graduate come through and do some stuff with us, and it's trickier now because. When we used to work, be in an office together, it's to easier. Yeah, Look, I think but, I think there's an opportunity there. But anyway, it, pers- nice personal resolution. Personal resolution is to uh, well, I started playing the banjo this year. Just 
in the last month or so. So I'll probably continue on with getting better at that, hopefully. See, I've never I've never actually done any of these like personal resolutions. Like I'm gonna fucking mm. I'm gonna jog and I'm gonna lose weight or whatever mm. else. I've always liked to learn something new every year. Yeah. Or achieve something new every year. So mm. I've got I've got two. Mm. I'm either gonna get my parachute license. Your what license? Parachute, oh, skydiving. Okay, no thanks. No, thank you. Or I want to learn how to do a backflip. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a YouTube thing that shows how to do it pretty it quickly. Is. Yeah. Oh, it's not. I think the YouTube video is makes it look a lot easier than it actually is. So that's my my aim is to be able to do a backflip by the end of 2024. Okay. Big, big is ambitions. That, is that so? Know? Is that is that so? When someone asks a difficult question up on stage, you can do a backflip. Do a backflip of it. So, could I actually? Could I? You know, I just thought of another disappointing thing this year that it was another one of my um, the 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 Adelaide conference when you know we when I had to come out early in the morning and I was not in the best condition. That was probably a bit disappointing. Yeah, you still are right, but yeah, but the. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it for my resolutions. Do a backflip, backflip. Do do more Python, and mm. uh, and just increase sky and skydiving. What what what's the attraction? I couldn't think of any. Well, I could think of a few things worse than skydiving, but I've always, I don't always, see the I don't I, see the point. I always wanted to do it. Just yeah. the, the adrenaline. But then to but then to do it just to do it like you're not talking about going up and then doing it as a tandem thing and that's it. You want to go and actually learn. No, I don't want to do. To, I don't want to do a tandem at all. Yeah, well, we do a bit of tandem stuff when we're in the hotel together, but yeah, it's different. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be in control myself and do it myself. Yeah, so you're else. talking about learning. You're talking learning it and then doing it like as a thing where you get you. Is there some kind of a ticket you get to be able to do it or what? Yeah, you get partial yeah. license. Right. Um, How long does that take? How long does that take to be able to go couple, through the motions? A couple of days. Five oh, days. it's not. Oh, okay, so it's not. Yeah, but then you, you reckon you reckon you then continue, would I continue, continue to do on probably as not. a hobby? Probably not. Yeah. I've like, never seen like I'm not I don't like planes as you know anyway I will yeah. fly in them and I prefer not to but I just don't see the point of it just going up yeah, and jumping the, out of the, the plane speed, the adrenaline you know I always need adrenaline film mm. I need to always be yeah thrilled. yeah no so I'm trying to think what else gossip. No, no, we can't talk about gossip. No, no we can't. We're not, we can't, we're not, we're not we can't talk about uh, gossip on this podcast. We're not gossip. I mean, you know, gossiping's not. Well, usually most of the gossip is about us anyway. And it's only half true. But it's which half is the true bit is the problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, that might be it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's been it for 2023. We do need to. We do need to record a new when it's when it's obviously. Oh, that's the resolution. That's the joint resolution. Yeah, the the well, joint resolution could be something another thing as well. Um, (laughs) But um, the uh, the Christmas special. This one has Christmas music, of course, and it's just the two of us. But we we definitely need to record a new uh, next time. Next time we're on the two of us. That's not a Christmas special. Mm -hmm. We have to have new music for the. For the singing entry, entry in, yeah. Well, that's we're just, yeah. We're getting the new we're getting the new music in by middle of January. That's the, our commitment at, at the latest. That's our commitment to the if not, to if, the, not, if not the first podcast we do is just the two of us. Yeah, that's our commitment to the the, the subscribers. So listeners, we should, yeah. Thank oh, that's what I meant, listeners. And yeah, 
our supporters. Let's just call them our supporters. That well, support us in, they might not support us. They might just hate us and just like to listen to us failing. <laughs> so, like a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. But, you know, and it's good we acknowledge our, our, our sponsors as well that have supported us in kind. But for us, we've done that at the start. So, that's good. Give them a big thumbs up if you haven't bought yourself you. if you haven't bought yourself some packed and park product or uh, or a, a merino polo. He's got the new those t shirts that he's got too. Oh, Steve, I've got, got one of them on. You're wearing one right now. That they're a fab, sexy. fantastic t shirt. Yeah. I was walking down the street the other day in Canberra down mm. the high street, mm. and it's just like some lady came up to me and just touched my arm and just said, "Look, that's so soft." It wasn't Margot Andre, was it? No, but it was it was just some random woman. She just said, like, geez, they're so nice. I was like, yeah, well, that's that's what you get if you wear Merino polo. It's completely, it's completely made up, by the way. So no, just... okay, okay. I was, I was going to start calling you soft boy instead of sick boy. Righto. Let's, uh, let's leave it there. All right, get out there. Get out at Hogmanay and go and kiss a few people in the streets of, of Dumfries. For the new year, go and sing your old Lang Syne song. For old acquaintances, be forgotten. Old acquaintances, be forgotten. Stop now. Say of old Lang Syne. Right. See when you got 2024. Yeah, see when you got nothing on. Ciao for now.